Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. I'm a mom, physician assistant, writer, and life coach. Two years ago, I was feeling stuck, restless, overwhelmed, and I felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea what that even meant. And the crazy part is my life had turned out pretty awesome, at least on paper, but I couldn't figure out what was wrong or why I felt out of alignment. A series of books and podcasts and conversations changed my life and revealed my next journey one step at a time. My purpose right now is to help you wake up to your soul's purpose by sharing conversations with amazing women who've walked in your shoes. Keep listening and the answers to your next step will come, I promise. We're all here for a reason, and I'll help you figure out what that is so you don't have to waste another minute sleepwalking through your life. I definitely don't have it all figured out, so I'll also share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Sometimes I'll ask clients for feedback, so I wanted to read two um two reviews that I got, and maybe this will help give you an idea of whether coaching may be right for you. So the first one is, um, when I met Hope, I was going through a really challenging time in my life. She provided the tools to help me identify and overcome my anxiety and stress. With her help and encouragement, I was able to take back control of my emotions and regain my confidence. The other one says, it was an email, and it says, um, You are so very gifted. Your wisdom, kind words, and direction are are easy to understand. You helped me figure out what my next step is and live in integrity of what is true for me. So if you've been thinking about life coaching, shoot me an email, hope.cook at gmail.com. You'll get a complimentary session where you can see if it's for you or not. It may not be, but if it is, then we can talk about your path going forward. Okay, y'all. So I have my friend Amanda Padota here. She is living in Nevada, but we first met in Kenya 10 years ago. We both did this medical mission trip and dermatology, and she's a physician assistant also, but I've kind of followed her life on Facebook, and we have not had a conversation until now. So I'm excited y'all get to hear about her journey. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I can't believe it's been 10 years and I'm so excited to talk to you. I know. And I keep seeing babies. So (laughs) how many babies do you have? They just keep coming. At least they did just keep coming. We have four wonderful children, four boys, and they're ages five and a half through one and a half with a set of twins there in the middle. So they keep us more busy than you can imagine. Wow. Okay. So Amanda, one thing that I wanted to have her on the podcast for is to talk about how you can still be a mom and do a lot of cool things because tell us about your travel with kids. Okay. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) we did a little bit of big traveling before we had kids. So when my husband and I first met, we both had a huge desire and inspiration to travel. And on our first date, we talked about our commitment and willingness to upend our lives and travel globally. And how many years um, ago was that? So our first date was 10 years ago. Okay. So it was about one the month time and I 20 days. Okay. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was, it was the um, year I met you, the, it was the same year I met my husband. So we met in 2012 and 
in 2014, we had both quit our jobs and sold our possessions and we traveled um, wow, around the I globe for that. 12 okay. months. Yeah, yes. we, we traveled mostly in Central America and Southeast Asia. Um, and it was just amazing for us. And so what did that you do was for some, money, Amanda? Yeah. So for uh, during that time, we did not have an income. So okay. prior to the trip, that was saving money, saving money, saving money. Yeah. Um, I had student loans from PA school, so I mm-hmm. still needed to make those payments while we were gone. So um, we downsized so much so that we didn't have things in storage. We had things, you know, graciously in our parents' basements and garages and things like that. Um, And then we set a budget and we actually Mm -hmm. had a spreadsheet every day where we set a daily budget and we tracked all of our expenses, our travel, our food. Uh um, And we really committed to that. And so that's what made it work. Because you can Um, live pretty cheaply in, in Central America in parts of Asia, I've heard. You sure can. And um, for us at the time, it was just us. We didn't have other offspring to look out for. Yeah. And so we decided this is worth the experience. We don't need to have um, all of the comforts that maybe we were used to previously. Uh-huh. And when we were able to do that, it was also a great way to be able to, you know, see how other people live when yeah. you're not living, um, you know, on a budget that maybe you normally have. So and did your parents and your coworkers, did they, I mean, you know, I worry about what quote unquote, everybody will think. Did you worry about that? Or did they really act like you were crazy? They acted like we were crazy, <laughs> but we got a lot of support and encouragement. We were living in the Bay area at the time in San Francisco. And so, um, as we shared our story and our plans, we realized that you know, other people also had those same dreams. Maybe they yes. didn't act on them, but it, it was like, we couldn't help ourselves. We uh-huh. just knew that this was being true to ourselves yeah. and that we just had to make this trip happen. And we didn't want to have the regret of not doing mm-hmm. it. And we wanted to build a family at some point. So we just said, we're going to have to do this and we're going to do it. And how it's going to open or close doors for us, we don't know, but yeah. we think it's going to open doors and not close all the doors. Because you didn't take like a sabbatical. You just quit. I just quit. Okay. I did. <laughs> yeah. And that was something I had to weigh heavily. My first job out of PA school, I was working for a private dermatology practice. That was a wonderful fit. And yeah. it, um, you know, really just fell into my lap when a rotation I was supposed to have in school fell through. They had nowhere to place me. They, they were like, how about you go to a dermatology rotation or you're going to have to do another rotation after school like is out. And I was (laughs) like, I'll do whatever, like whatever. And then it, you know, it turned into a job. And so that was just so lucky, so wonderful. And I remember you know, bawling in my office, the <laughs> office of my boss, like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm quitting because my fiance oh, and know, I are going to go travel. <laughs> we're so apologetic. And we, I remember crying when I left my first job, you yeah, know, and, and just sobbing and apologizing and, and, you know, it was, it was ridiculous now when I think about it, because they were probably like, all right, yeah, we've already got an ad out. <laughs> Right. And my boss was really supportive and he was like, what you're doing is the coolest thing ever. I can't do that now in my life. So you should go and do that. And so 
we did. I wish I could say, I mean, maybe I don't wish it, but it would be amazing if I could say we've done the same sort of traveling now that we have four small kids. Um, and that's not true, but we still prioritize it and we dream about it. And so yeah, that's what's impressive. Like I do not enjoy going to Target with my kids. So how do you, like, how do you do that? Right. Well, I hope that there's going to be a payoff. We practice a lot, right? Um, You know, my husband and I do a lot of things together, but sometimes it's me and four kids and I just have to learn how do I get us out of the door, in the car, where we're going without a meltdown. And um, I don't always have the time to take a breath and look around and, Mm -hmm. and see who's noticing you. But sometimes it's so wonderful and beautiful when a person just says, look at you, mama, like you got it. I see you and your family. And I know that taking four kids to target is insane and so difficult and you're doing it and you're not losing your mind over it. And, you know, I just try to realize that all the things that I'm, I would normally do, I'm going to try to incorporate my kids into that. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully when they're eight and 10 and 12, instead of, you know, two and four and six, it's going to be easier. And they're going to be, um, able to be self-sufficient and able to, you know, cope and transition in new sorts of situations and environments. And I guess time will tell. Yeah. And tell us about trips you have taken with one or several kids. Yeah. So most recently we all went to Maui together. That was just so special and wonderful. Um, you know, Maui is a special place for my husband, Brant and I. And so we went on our first trip together, he and I, yeah, 30th birthday. And, um, so now we've, we've returned with all of our children. We've gone to the big Mm -hmm. Island and also returned to Maui. And so, you know, we, we just try to slow down and try to soak it in. It's, you know, it's not easier than parenting at home. <laughs> you got to bring all That's the things true. you need. You don't have your own comforts in, you know, the house that you're used to or the toys that you're used mm-hmm. to or all those things. And so some, in some regards, it's more work to do mm-hmm. it all. But um, then five months later, your kids will say something, a memory they had from the trip and mm-hmm. how it was their favorite thing or, Oh, remember this from Hawaii. Yeah. And then you think, wow, they did remember it. It is mm-hmm. something that's going to be a family memory that hopefully we all cherish. So, um, we've done that. I did move here with the four kids on my own. So that oh was gosh. a little bit of a <laughs> Didn't I see that you did it sight unseen, like the house. Yes. So my husband and I, we knew we were moving here. He, um, we found a, um, a home on Redfin, right? Cause you're perusing okay. everything. You're trying to get to know yeah. what the houses look like. What are the neighborhoods? We saw something we really liked and the market was really getting hot in a lot of areas. Yeah. Um, we knew that it would be unlikely that we would just be able to move from our home in Portland, Oregon to here in Henderson. Um, and we thought we'd need like an Airbnb for a few months or a short-term rental. Yeah. But we saw something we're like, okay, I think we really like that. We had connections with a realtor. And so we ended up making an offer on our home without seeing it. Wow. Did they walk through with like FaceTime, you know, like a, 
iPad or so something so you can feel like you're there? We had some videos, but then we actually sent, uh, my husband flew down the next weekend because oh, there good. was a grace period if we wanted to um, change our minds about the offer. So he saw it, which was a lot of pressure yeah. for him to say like, okay, yeah, honey, this is the home <laughs> you want and we want and our family wants. Yeah. Um, because I was asking him, you know, how is it? Is it, is it, as yeah. good as it looks or is it what you think we want? And, um, he said, I think so, but I hadn't actually set foot into the house until three days after I left Portland with wow. my four kids in the minivan. Oh my gosh. Amanda, my- you drove, <laughs> I guess you had we to. drove, um, my husband, what did he do? He flew here. Um, Oh my gosh. The details are hard to remember. He flew here and welcomed us as we drove down. Then he flew back and he drove the moving truck. So we both drove independently Mm -hmm. by ourselves, but me with the four kids. So we made two stops at, you know, hotels. We spent the night, we had picnics. We stopped and saw some waterfalls. We tried to, you know, stop and have a playground every day or every half day just to make it yeah. work. And, um, we have a DVD player in our van and I yeah, like that helps. something I had to lean on, but, but we made it. And so, you know, I just tried to think of it as a road trip, as an adventure, mm-hmm. because otherwise, you know, it can be impossible to be in a vehicle with four kids yeah. for 18 hours. I think that's key for those of us who have kids and we still want to do things. We still want to have, mm-hmm. you know, trips. And if you think of it as an adventure, like, you know, everything that happens, you're like, oh, it's an adventure. We have a flat tire. It's an adventure. <laughs> it's snowing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it is the perspective, you know, some things when you're too tired or you're too hungry or it's just been too much, you can't really mm-hmm. cope with them or deal with them as well. But, um, we try to keep everybody well-fed yes. and hydrated and, um, you know, just realize that every moment comes and goes mm-hmm. every single thing. And so even the times that are impossible or feel impossible, you can't hold on to them because they they don't last. Yeah. And even the, the best bright moments of our life, they also aren't permanent. They don't last. Mm-hmm. And so we have to enjoy them while they're there. And then we just keep going, you know? And so mm-hmm. when it's hard, I try to remember that yeah. <laughs> I try to, you know, get into like a meditative state. I try to think <laughs> I got through labor. I could get through That's this. right. <laughs> and so where all did y'all go with your first son you said y'all traveled like 15 countries or 15 round trip tickets or what 15 flights yeah 15 flights we flew and I have a list of all the states we flew to Illinois multiple times because we have family there uh but we also took a trip up to Seattle and we went to Vancouver Canada we got a passport for him and we did the whole thing um you know we've traveled quite a bit in the West region because we've been living on the West coast for some time. And so, um, we had been living in California. We traveled to Portland, Oregon. Um, we, where else did we travel? Did we, um, I think we flew to Florida. We were just, we did, we went on a cruise. So we took him to Aruba. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) We went to Turks and Caicos. Yeah, with the baby. So So you just do it. We just do it. We just do it because um, 
you just have to. And then, you know, then we had twins. So we yeah. did have to pump the brakes a little bit because family of three is an adjustment. And then family of five is a big adjustment, you know, yeah. but um, even when we had the twins, we flew to Florida with them. We went to Disney and we went to um, Hawaii with a family wow. of five. And for us, it's just a priority and it mm-hmm. brings us happiness. And there's other things that, you know, we have to to give up, to make those things happen. That's true. If you spend your money on uh, experiences, I mean, that is definitely a choice as opposed to, I have to have the newest, you know, car. I have to have the newest, you know, a new house every five years. So. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So you just have to decide exactly what works for you, what works for your family. And those things are always fluid because your family might change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your income levels might change your priority in terms of your needs or your children's needs change. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we also like to plan, but, um, you just have to realize, oh, be prepared to modify your plans. That's a yes. fortune. We got in a fortune cookie before my husband and I traveled and that was good <laughs> advice. And we came back to that because you think one thing's going to happen. A number of other things can happen. So you just have to kind of roll with it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then now you're rolling with a new business, right? <laughs> I am. And there's, there's a great joke in there and I haven't quite figured it out when you say roll because the business has to do with biscuits, not quite rolls, but there's some right. sort of pun that I can work on. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm launching a new um, business. It's called two fat biscuits. And I love it's that a, name. <laughs> thank you. It's a cottage food bakery, which is um, cottage food just basically means when a person is selling you food that they have homemade, it was not manufactured in a factory or a commercial kitchen. It was um, made in someone's home. And then you can, these laws vary state to state, um, but usually you can sell person to person. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can sell online or ship your products, but. um, Yeah. So how did you come up with this? (laughs) Like, did you bake biscuits all the time? And people were always like, Amanda, your biscuits are amazing. (laughs) You know, that's not it. Um, (laughs) I have always, I have not always, as an adult, I have really grown to enjoy cooking more. Growing up, my dad did 98% of the cooking in our home and he loves it. As a kid, I didn't really appreciate it at all. He Uh is like a bull in a China shop in the kitchen. So it's taking him a long time. He's making a mess everywhere, but it's like his love language. Uh He loves to cook and it's how he shows that he's caring for his family, for his friends, for whomever. And so he cooked wonderful food. And I thought, you know, over time, these things kind of sink into you, uh-huh. you know, and as you become an adult, it's like their roots finally took hold in you. And now you're who your parents are. Uh-huh. And so, you know, for the past many years, I've enjoyed cooking. Um, I haven't always been a baker, but there's a few, I, I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a savory tooth. And so, okay. um, you know, baking some things like biscuits had been something I really enjoyed. And I have played around with a few different recipes, but I recently had a new recipe and I do feel like it was this one recipe that uh-huh. was like the catalyst. And after this recipe, this biscuit was so good. I was like, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> But I do have to back up a little bit because 
um, a really good friend of mine, a naturopathic physician who I worked with at my previous job, she had decided to shift gears a couple years ago and um, go into some cottage food business of her own. And wow. so like holistic kind of thing. I mean, she has really big ideas. And so she had to kind of start small to, okay. to put these things together, but she does want to get to the point where she has like a holistic pharmacy, like F-A-R-M mm. pharmacy where food uh, is nutrition and, you know, like really just getting back to preventative medicine, mm-hmm. caring for our, for our bodies, you know, like on a daily basis so that we're not just having to take care of our bodies later, you know, yes. and try to try to fix things. And I think so many people who go into medicine have these wide eyes mm-hmm. and big dreams and think like, I want to help people. I want people to be healthy. That's what I want. And then sometimes you find, depending on what your work experience is, you know, I'm not making people healthier. I'm not getting to the root of what's going on. There is a bit of a shift. People are going to functional medicine more. I Mm -hmm. see that there's a a big interest in this, Um, you know, but I, I felt that too, that, you know, people are sick. They're looking for a quick answer. Sometimes I like that, you know, I could, Mm -hmm. whatever you have, I can treat that, get you better and let's move forward. But when I would spend time thinking about, okay, I want my family to be as healthy as possible, right? Mm -hmm. I have four small kids. How do I raise them? What do I cultivate in my home so that we're doing the best that we can so that we live healthy lives? Well, my friend Megan was doing this as well. Um, She really encouraged me to if I wanted to, you know, oh, pursue a cottage food license. You like to cook, you love this, you know, you're creative, you have grit, you have determination, you know, you're not lazy, like go for whatever you want to do. And so that was kind of like going on in the back of my Uh mind. And I'm always kind of a person who needs a lot of things going on. I'm a a busy body. So even though I was busy (laughs) with my four kids and relocating and having this new home, I I was still thinking about like, well, what can I do professionally or what other ideas do I have? Because I always had these ideas. So I was for a period of time looking into what is cottage food look like in Nevada? Is this something mm-hmm. I could do? I would draw sketches. I would have ideas, um, but they would all just kind of fizzle out. It just wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. I, I still felt like it was a little bit forced, but then I'm telling you this recipe, this one <laughs> biscuit recipe. I'm guessing you didn't world. put lard in these biscuits. <laughs> there is lard in these biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it. I shouldn't come to you. You being a Southerner, you probably oh, no. you probably know a thing or thing or three about biscuits. But <laughs> um, yeah, I have a lot of different recipes that I work with. But I hadn't had lard in my biscuits, and um, this one this one called for lard and butter, and <laughs> it's a two fat biscuit, meaning it, it has two fats in the biscuit. Amazing. <laughs> so it was just like this thing that was like, okay, now try and stop me. I just want to do this. I just want to put my energy into those creative ideas again. And even if it's not going to make a ton of money, even if it's not gonna, um, you know, work out the way that I think it is, 
it's changing something in me that right. is invigorating and exciting and wait do y'all um, hear this this is amazing <laughs> okay so this is what I tell women all the time you know who hate their jobs and they're like I need another job ASAP and I'm like just find something that excites you it doesn't have to be for money it just it needs to spark your creativity or give you that sense of purpose and fulfillment like just something and then that lights up other parts of your brain and body and then you you know, lo and behold, you find that perfect job or the love of your life or whatever. Exactly. I was just thinking, this is good for me as a person. Mm. And I don't know if you're familiar with the book called Unicorn Space. No, I'm going to write it. Down. Okay. Yes. It's by Eve Rodsky. And she had written uh, another book that I don't have the title on the tip mm -hmm. of my brain, but um, she's done a lot of research about the workload between often men and women, if you're talking about a household that has, um, you know, two partners, a, a female and a male partner, how often moms, women are doing so much of this emotional yeah. load, all of it, all of it, all of it on top of their parenting, on top of their full-time job, on top of all of these other things. Mm -hmm. Well, now she's talking about finding your unicorn space. And that is where your curiosity and creativity is peaked. Yeah find that thing that gets you ignited and then share it with your community. Don't mm -hmm. just have it in your brain, yeah. do something with it and then have an end product. So you want to have the curiosity, the community, mm -hmm. and then the end product and share this with someone. So yeah. for some people, that's a podcast, you know, yeah. <laughs> she interviews people and she's like, your unicorn space is your podcast because you found something that was exciting to you that you could uh -huh. share. And that was a final product, an yeah. episode, you know, whether you make one or 10,000 podcasts, you did mm -hmm. it. And I just realized that course, as a mother, my priority is my children. Mm -hmm. You know, my love knows no bounds for them. Everything that I do often feels like it's mm -hmm. for my family, it's for other people, it's for your patient load, it's for all these other people. And you also have to do things for yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means putting more on your plate, but bringing the right things onto your plate. You know, don't mm -hmm. just offload all these other tasks, like actually bring in something that stokes the fire inside of you that makes you creative because it brings this energy mm -hmm. when you think there's no room for energy because I'm tired and I don't have yeah. any time. It doesn't have to take a ton of time, you right. know? So, so find what time you can have. And if you feel like it's changing your life, then you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So I just thought like, yes, maybe two fat biscuits doesn't bring me to Shark Tank. Right. <laughs> doesn't franchise not across the United States. Yeah. Right. But that's not the point. The point is like, this was amazing for me. Mm -hmm. And now that I feel more amazing, I'm sharing that with my family. My family is yeah. getting a better version of me. My kids are seeing like, okay, my mom, she takes care of us all the time, but she also takes care of herself. Amen. She does this. She has a business, you know, like that's yeah. things that it's amazing to hear your almost six-year-old be proud of you because you have a business because mm -hmm. you're doing something. And, um, you know, personally, I think of a, a mom of four, four boys, you know, 
I don't want them to think that, you know, as their mom, as a woman, you know, there are certain roles that I do or don't do. I want Mm -hmm. them to see a lot of sides of me. I want them to see a lot of sides of their dad. I want to talk to them about how, you know, different people have a lot of different things that they do. And it's not because they're uh, a boy or a girl or this or that. It's like, you know, we all do things and Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you, this is another thing that I can do. I love that. We'll see if it works. <laughs> no, I love it. I was thinking about, I was talking to my friend Jill earlier today and she planned, she works full time and has kids and, but she loves planning vacations. Like, and she, we yes. always say, Jill, you should be a travel agent one day. And she's like, oh, that'd be amazing. But that is what lights her up. And it yeah. um, sparks her curiosity about new places and her creativity. So I love that you, it's like a recipe that you're giving us. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, um, it's just exciting. And one thing I'm trying to keep in mind, I'm really being intentional about trying to give myself the advice I would give someone else. Mm. Because if you told me, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I don't know if it's going to work. Or Mm -hmm. if you were expressing self-doubt to me, if any of my friends or family members, or even like strangers did that, Mm -hmm. I'm naturally a cheerleader. I would say, Oh no, like go for it oh, you came across this hiccup or roadblock. That doesn't matter. Like you don't have to stop because of that. And I think I wouldn't naturally give myself the the same advice. Why? You know, I don't get that. I don't get why I would have so much confidence in other people. And then when I would do it myself, I might think, oh, well, Mm -hmm. I'm no expert here. You know, maybe I should just let this go. You know, I don't have to do this. So maybe I just don't. It's that harsh inner critic. Yeah. I was, I was listening to something and they were talking about a workshop where they had everybody write down what their inner critic is saying about, you know, you're so stupid and all these things. And then one at a time, they had each person stand up and shout it at the person next to them. (laughs) Like, so they had to read what was on their paper, like you're stupid and you think you're going to fail. And, you know, they saw how harsh it was and how you would never say stuff like that to another person. Yet we say it to ourselves all day. Yeah. So I'm making sure not to say that I'm not confusing humility with self-doubt. You know, Mm -hmm. you can still be humble about what you're doing and give yourself the praise and encouragement that you need and that you deserve. Do you do like affirmations or what are you just in your head? You're kind of like, you got this, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of both, but I do that in my head when, you know, in this process, I'm getting licenses, I'm paying fees, I'm doing all these steps. Then I realize, oh, I didn't do all these other steps. And then part of me will think like, oh, well, you bozo, you should have yeah. You should have gathered this information better in the beginning, but then I'm like, well, so what? Here you are. You found it out now. What are you going to do? Like, uh-huh. I'm not just going to stop if it, I mean, and what it puts me behind I'm the, the timeline is self-imposed. So it's right. just like, okay, here, I'm going to keep going. And it would be so silly if someone else told me, oh, well, I didn't know this before I started my business uh-huh. and now I learned it. So I'm just going to, I'm going to stop. And it's like, no, just keep going. Just just keep going. That's what we have to do. And so, um, I also have post-it notes. So inside my medicine cabinet. And so when I open that in the morning, <laughs> like what does one of them say? <laughs> um, 
let's see, uh, one of them says you are sunshine, you know, just to like radiate that. Um, and then another one is like, my life is perfect the way it is. Like I have everything I need and, you know, sure things could be better. And just because other people have it worse, doesn't mean you should be a certain Mm -hmm. way, but I have everything that I could need and want. And I just want to remember that every day. Yeah. I love that. Do you have any naysayers you've had to sort of, um, like you've said, you're making biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't yet. I'm sure they will come, you know, I'm sure people will say like, where are your cookies? (laughs) I don't make cookies, you know, or I like um, that you do savory though. That, that, defines it in my head like okay so we're not talking uh you know chocolate chip cookies we're talking scones maybe or right yes yeah uh, cheddar my cheddar biscuit sharp cheddar and pepper biscuit that's another oh, good that one sounds great it's delicious yes <laughs> <laughs> right I mean I think that they're all delicious but um you know I try to take things with a grain of salt sometimes when I'm critical of things it could be that what I'm criticizing is true. Maybe the product that I purchase is faulty. Maybe it's not great, but a lot of times there's your own personal emotion that just comes across in some Uh other message. And so I want to be able to hear people, but if what they're saying doesn't make sense, or it seems like it's just coming from a place of their own emotions that they're trying to sort out, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to be something that weighs me down. And also it might be something I'm able to respond to or not. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't solve everybody's problems. Mm -hmm. If your biscuit, if uh, if your problem can be solved with a biscuit, (laughs) I can't solve your problem. Well, and that's what I tell my daughter, like, you know, there's your business, other people's business, God's business. So when this, yeah. you know, little girl in her class is mean, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's her business. She's got some stuff going on and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we all do sometimes, you know, so I'm hoping that I can continue to grow and evolve and be gracious mm-hmm. and be humble. But also, you know, I'm already connecting with other people in my community who are going through a similar process. So I I'll use it the term friend. She's a Facebook friend, Katie, and she's also getting a license. And I reached out to her and she's been incredibly helpful. You know, she said a lot of people don't want to share this knowledge. They see it as a competitive business. And, and I don't, that's not what I'm bringing. And it's never paid off maybe because it's not my style, but it's never paid off for me Mm -hmm. to be more competitive and less helpful. It's always paid out for me paid off for me to be friendly and helpful and share what I know. I don't need to keep that a secret. It's not going to get me anywhere. And so it is getting me somewhere talking with her, sharing what I know with her, her sharing what she knows with me. It is helping me get things accomplished faster and get on the right track. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's motivating to find someone else who's doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing. It's fun, you know, and And it puts out good energy too. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how someone's going to come and, you know, hate on a a biscuit baker (laughs) and a cinnamon roll baker and how people are going to have, you know, too much negativity to throw at us. Hopefully they don't. (laughs) 
I know. Well, this is exciting. What's next on your horizon besides biscuits? Any trips planned? Any? Okay. What is next? So yes, we do have some traveling coming up. My grandfather's turning 90. So we're flying from Nevada to Louisville to celebrate his 90th birthday. And then we're going to go and visit some family in Chicago. This summer, we are making a road trip to Estes Park, Colorado for a family reunion. And then I'm going (laughs) to, I'm doing it again. I'm going to continue the road trip with my four kids while my husband has to come back to work. And we're going to go and see a friend and meet a new baby in South Dakota on a farm. So that's going to be something. Um, And then we are going to travel without our kids. We're going (laughs) to, yeah, we haven't since the baby, since Archie was born, we haven't traveled just the two of us. Actually, I was supposed to go to a medical conference in April. That does not count. 20. (laughs) You know, I was supposed to, it was in 2020. And so it got canceled because the pandemic started. So we didn't go. So it's been a few years without kids. So, um, we are going to, we're going to go to Hawaii one more time. Oh one more gosh, time this year yeah. with, with no kids and just, um, you know, really enjoy that. Yeah. I love this. This is inspiring. I'm going to go a make biscuits and B, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have biscuits and bacon for supper. And Delicious. <laughs> I am going to yeah make my kids go on a trip with us, like maybe camping or something. Yes. We're so worried. They'll complain and like, quote unquote, ruin the trip that we often just say, oh, all right, we'll just stay home. But mm-hmm. you've inspired me and we're going to do this, damn it. <laughs> do it. I mean, my kids complain at home as much as they complain anywhere. Right. Else, They're going to so. complain anywhere. So it's the complaints with a change of scenery. <laughs> Any other um, advice for women who are sort of in the throes of child rearing and feeling like they don't really have a identity other than diapers and spit up? Yeah, I would say just, you know, listen to that little voice in the back of your head. For me, I love pen and paper. So I have a little notebook where I just Uh write down an idea. So whether you text it to yourself in a note or you write it down, make that, make that idea a reality. When you write it down, that idea is real. Even if you scrap it, even if it doesn't become anything. And over time, these things will just happen in the background of your life. It's like magic. It is like magic. And it's like, wow, things will come together. You won't necessarily be expecting it and, you know, be open for when things come. And, you know, I joined a group PAs with side hustles because I was trying to, you know, I'm trying to, okay, I'm looking for something else, but what I'm reading, what I'm thinking, what people are Mm -hmm. advertising to me, that's just not it. No, I'm not a, I can't sell stuff. No, I don't want to do too whitening. I don't want to do a you know, a shake mix. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wear only yoga pants, but I don't know if I want to take a picture of my butt and, you know, try to get people to follow me on Instagram. It's just not going to work. I just know myself. And then it's like, you just know it's true because all the lights go off and it's like, I just have to do this. I just want to do it. It's like reading a good book that you don't want to put down. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, some other activity that you've done where you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to stop this because this is really enjoyable. That can happen to you. Be on the lookout for it Mm -hmm. and just realize you walk before you run. You don't have to, you know, dive head first into the next biggest thing. It's just Mm going to be something. And 
when it's good for you, it's good for your family. And for so many of us, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And then you win. You, you've won with whatever you're doing. And it doesn't have to be the thing that lasts forever. I don't have to make biscuits for the rest of my life. This could, you know, transition into other things. You just never know, but it makes you feel good. So, so just go for it Yeah, and find people. You'll find the people who will encourage you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's one thing that's been different for me. I thought like, oh, social media, like, I don't want to always be on my phone, right? right? I don't want to be addicted to this. You know, I want real relationships and things like that. But uh, now I feel like I'm in a little different space where it's like, wow, I've gotten the encouragement of strangers. I had other yeah. people reach out to me and say like, oh, wow, this is inspiring. Oh, what you're doing, you know, made me think I can do something else. Oh, your biscuits look amazing. You know, like yeah. all of those things are really encouraging. So you know, things change, realize things change, your ideas can change. Um, and just, just be ready and welcome those things when they come in your life. Yeah. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> Tell people take where your they own can... advice. Take your yeah, own good advice. No. <laughs> You'll have to replay this often to <laughs> exactly. boost yourself up. <laughs> Yes. All right, so tell people where they can find more information about your biscuits. Yes. I would love if people found more information about my biscuits. So you can go to my website, twofatbiscuits.com. You can see what I sell. And if you're in the Las Vegas area, I will make it happen where I bake and get you those biscuits. <laughs> She'll drive in her minivan with her kids. Exactly. And deliver they're going to help me bring a bag door to door. Also, if you know people um, who live here, share my information with them. You can yeah. find me on my Facebook page and Instagram, which are also two fat biscuits. And I will offer discount codes to PA moms who yes. um, are ever here and want biscuits. So, or maybe also, to any moms who are listening, <laughs> any moms. I don't know who listens to this. You're right. Any dads. I don't know. Any Who's dads, any single women, any, <laughs> if anybody in planet earth says, I heard you on a podcast and now I want your biscuit, you definitely get a discount. I'll, I'll list that on the show notes. That's awesome. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Here are the take-home messages from Amanda's talk. And by the way, I had double these and I had to cut them down. (laughs) Number one, if you feel pulled towards something and if you don't want to live with the regret of not doing it, know that anything is possible if you plan ahead, even traveling for a year. Ask yourself if it's worth the experience, do a spreadsheet and get moving. Number two, every moment comes and goes from the moments that feel impossible to the amazing moments. Don't hold on to them. You can't hold on to them. They don't last. Number three, just do it. Taking kids is not always fun. Just do it. Prioritize what's important to you and your family because fear of kids complaining is no reason to stop you from doing stuff. Number four, be prepared to modify your plans. Be fluid. Roll with it. Think of everything as an adventure. Number five, pay attention when something catches hold of you and wants to be born. When something stokes the fire within you, when something can change your life, do it. It will be energy giving and will feel right. It doesn't have to last forever. Just go for it. See where it leads. Number six, even if it doesn't turn out the way you think, it will be invigorating and exciting. 
Number seven, your family gets a better version of you if you're taking care of yourself and doing things that light you up. Your kids will get to see all the different parts of you. Number eight, give yourself the advice that you would give other people. If you have self-doubt, be a cheerleader for yourself. Why would you have confidence in others but degrade or be harsh with yourself? You would never treat a friend that way. Number nine, share knowledge freely. Being competitive won't get you anywhere. Being friendly and helpful to those who are in the same industry will serve both of you. Number 10, last one, listen to that little voice in the back of your head. Write down ideas as they pop into your head because writing it down makes it real. And over time, these things will come together. Be open and ready because things will start happening. People will come into your life and you'll be off and running. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So See you next week, and hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.